1: How do you like their match?
0: Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sharapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Off and running on a marathon Monday. What is up, boys and girls? It is the Bostonian versus the Book. Props.com, Props.com YouTube channel, and all over Twitter. He's Dave Sherpin the book, looking like a Red Sox player today. I'm the Bostonian Paperalt, representing my Boston Celtics today. Dave, would you ever run a marathon? Good question.
2: I know guys that have, friends of mine. Um, I know girls that have, also mm. friends of mine. They do it once and say they ain't doing it again. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I would enjoy the training to get there, and I think I would actually like to do it at some point. Um, I just don't know I have the wherewithal to actually go
0: through with it you the amount of no i I couldn't do it. I don't like running enough running is running is something I do because I have to do it, not because I want to do it. Mm. My father is an ultra marathoner, so it's in my blood to do it. Right. I I mean, he's run Boston twice. He's run New York a couple of times. He runs 50 mile races. He doesn't just run one marathon. He runs two and three. So, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yes. And so that's just plain ridiculous. So he, when he was my age, when he was in his late forties, he started running ultra marathons. And so he ran one that was 76 miles and after every 25 miles, they stop you and your body actually can get into a state where you're not conscious while you're running. And so they shine lights into your eyes. They stop you shine lights in your eyes. And you literally just like pass out if you're in that state. And my dad was in that state after the 50 mile mark, where they he shined a light in his eyes. And next thing he, he woke up like hours later in a bed <laughs> in, in like on like a cot. And they're like, yeah, you were not consciously running. You were just running aimlessly. So, so yeah. like
2: anything that you voluntarily do that puts you in that state, I'm <laughs> thinking that's for me. I'm I just saying, so, cause yeah. I've been knocked into that state a couple of times back right. when I was playing hockey and right. all this stuff. And I, I don't
0: need to go to that state anymore. <laughs> Your brain is not actually functioning. You're, your body is, but your brain's not. So, yeah. So that, that's not something. It's in my blood to do it. But I I have such an incredible respect. And it really is a New England thing. I know a lot of people don't fully grasp how important the marathon is after the marathon bombing that happened. People I mean, like, run all over the place. This correct. Boston Marathon thing, that's the New England thing.
2: Don't tell me running's a New England thing. People run like – the yeah. Kenyans, or that's no, where to
0: run. Correct, but but the marathon as a mo- as an event is very unique to New England. To yeah, we patriot. We, we don't have school yeah. today. Patriots Day is an actual state holiday. There's two states in the union, Massachusetts and Maine, who both celebrate Patriots Day. That's it. <laughs> Nobody else celebrates Patriots Day. Oh. So is it always the Monday after Easter? No. And that's my big argument here because this whole Easter Monday phenomenon, which I've never heard of it before till Thursday. I had never heard that people took off, that they had vacation built in. It's a vacation holiday for companies Mm. that Easter Monday is a thing. Mm. I had to look it up. I had my family in New England. We don't do Easter Monday because we do Patriots day. So that's why. Mm, So we get today off. We don't get the following Monday after Easter off. Like Madeline doesn't have school today. She has a wraparound spring break. Yeah, It's crazy. Eight days off for spring break. But, you know, it could be because of Easter Monday. The the, the kids are out of school for Easter Monday. And I was just like, I never heard of Easter Monday before being a day off. But that's why. Because we have Patriots Day off, which is Marathon Monday. yeah, Are the banks? open and stuff or is everything closed in new, new england? england everything's or in massachusetts everything's closed on patriots or massachusetts, bag, schools yeah, okay. everything but easter monday everything's open like nothing's closed in new england on easter monday so it can't be a federal holiday it's got to be a state holiday whether you choose to have easter monday be off or not
2: so like I'm patriots a, day is only in massachusetts it's not in connecticut too? correct
0: maine and mass that's it that's it Yeah, nobody else in the country celebrates it
2: i know it means it Damn early start time every <laughs> – I was so glad I was off on Mondays for the longest time in the book because you got to be open for the game. Right. And, like, that meant you had to be open extra early in case somebody wanted to bet it. Now, at least with the apps, you can just turn the apps on and say, yeah, it's available on the app only, so you don't have to have somebody physically at the window. But there's somebody in there watching a the game. Every single year, there's somebody – probably a mass hole or something like that that wants to bet the game, 100% there's somebody from there in your book going, are you turning on the Patriot Patriots day game? Like, are you going to have the the Red Sox game on? You're like, man, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Turn the game on. I want to bet over. Okay. Turn the game on.
0: Yeah, my mic was wrong at the start Farrah. Thank you for the text. I I figured it out pretty quickly. I was like, you know what? I bet my mic's wrong cuz it's Monday and yeah, I had to fix my mic and make it adjusted. So there you go. One thing that I find fascinating and 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 this is sort of a um a lifestyle thing in 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 a way cuz certain parts of the country really like love running. Like like you're mentioning, people just absolutely love it. The New York Marathon, the um the, the, Chicago the marathon here is a big deal every it year. It is. In Vegas, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's the a marathon big a big deal. It is. And you're right, people do. But there are different segments of population where, like living in Houston, people don't run in Houston. They do. I'm not saying everyone doesn't. It's just not part of the culture the same way that it is in New England. Like seeing people running around at lunchtime, going on lunchtime runs is very common in Chicago, in Boston, in New York wasn't common in Houston. It was weird. I was always like, people don't run here. And people <laughs> run here in Vegas, just not in June, July, or August. Like when yeah. it's really bad, you can't run outside. You have to run inside. But
2: That was the hardest part about it in Pittsburgh. Like, Because Pittsburgh had a marathon, mm-hmm. and that was a big deal. Like it, when, when Pittsburgh got a marathon, it, it created, I don't know, I don't want to say a generation of runners, but it became a culture. And right. It was a big deal. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I played hockey and I played baseball. So all I did was run. I mean, as pitchers, all you did was run. So I had to learn how to run and learn how to like it. And then it just made you stronger and better. So, I mean, I did it a lot of times after I graduated school, I kept running. So I don't mind it. Um, I don't like watching it and I certainly don't like betting on it. I mean, Gabe and I did an Olympic show, where he had action on the US on
0: the Olympic marathon? Yes, yuck! No,
2: and offense. we had to watch it on the air together. And I was like, <laughs> "That's really boring." Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's like, boring. I mean, when you went to the Boston Marathon, like, yeah, you, did you go to the same place and watch it, like, just to see guys run by? Like, how no.
0: do you watch the marathon on Patriots Day? So there's only. There's two ways of watching it. One is you just go to the finish line. Okay. Because everybody does that. Correct. You just go to the finish line. The other way (laughs) is if you know somebody who is running in it to support them, you go at different mile markers. So you can go mile 10, mile 15, mile 20. Oh, cool. And you can take the T, you can take the T alongside the route and kind of like chart it out and wait for the person to come. And like, you can time, because you have a general sense of how long it's going to take someone to get Through the marathon they've been training so like you say like okay it's gonna be five hours so at this mile marker they should be here and you just try to get there a couple of minutes ahead of time and try to like you know give them you know pump up and like let's go and try to support them in that way so those are the ways of really watching the marathon the finish line is obviously where everyone wants to be it's where the media is where all the cameras are and so it's very fun to be part of that that's why the two Horrible people bombed it because everybody wants to be there and festive. Right. And no one's no one's paying attention to anything else around them but the runners coming across the the finish line. And so, like the, the the this is the first time I can say the marathon feels like it's back pre or post COVID because last year they had it six months ago. There were twenty thousand people. That's not the full field by any reason. And then, you know they canceled it in twenty twenty and they had it in twenty nineteen. And then of course this morning, what happens? Red Sox have COVID problems in their locker room. It was just like, you know, it's like, you got to be kidding me. So like already today, as we're trying to get away from COVID and trying to get back to quote normalcy, the Red Sox have COVID problems today. So Mm. just a, just a pain in the ass. But I do have a Patriots Peralt parlay going today, which is going to lose on the first leg, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So I did this. I, I did this parlay today. Red Sox money line. Uh huh. Sixers money line. Okay. Declaration of Independence and our whole little Liberty Bell. and Okay. 76 is on Patriots Day. We go to Philadelphia. Okay. And Vegas to beat New Jersey tonight was a plus 200 parlay. How'd Vegas get in the mix? Because I live in Vegas. It's, so that's the Peralt part of the parlay.
2: Oh, gotcha.
0: Okay. That's
2: where I live. I was like, what? That had nothing to do with New
0: England. I don't know what you're talking about. Not, Red okay. Sox, Patriots Day. Sixers, Patriots Day. Vegas, yeah. Peralt. So it's the Peralt Patriots Day parlay.
1: That
0: uh, plus uh, 200. Sox well, are losing the a four to one. I need I need a rally here. You need, bottom, yeah. You bottom need seven. A, coming. need
2: for, a rally. For Rich Hill, another decent start. He
0: was okay. Um, two two run, home runs. He gave up really hurt. It happens. His dad ran the marathon thirty times, I think, or thirty marathons, and ran the Boston Marathon like ten times or something. And his dad passed away, uh, two days ago at ninety-four. So people were like doing the whole "He's going to be unbelievable today, Marathon Monday today." He wasn't bad. He just gave right. two two-run two home runs to this Twins team. So Dylan Bundy, maybe a guy we got to start watching. Yeah, uh, well, that's two starts. He's been good. Yeah, uh, put him in Minnesota. It's a little bit different than pitching for Baltimore, right? They're a bit, um, bit more competitive.
2: Yeah. Stay in games and have opportunities to win more than uh, and be behind.
0: Red Sox are batting 130 in the first five innings with 31 strikeouts so far this year. It's not good. No. <laughs> team team total Red Sox first five <laughs> unders are something to look at right now. They're not scoring. They're scoring late. Like, like yesterday, they scored six runs in the eighth inning. Right. So, like, they, they right. have erupted – Late inning in game. So, I mean, it kind of like leads to today. Maybe this is the inning the Red Sox get going here to kind of get back into the game. But not good with the starting pitcher on the mound. The Red Sox have not done well so far this year. And again,
2: a lot of times that's like scouting. That's like starters knowing that batters swing and miss. Like, look at the Yankees. Same thing. A lot of strikeouts. I mean, too early to say that the Red Sox are like the Yankees in that regard. But I think your parlay, um, I mean, doesn't that suck when you do a three-game parlay and it's out by noon? Yes. Like, <laughs> will you double back and do the other two now? I've thought about
0: it, but the uh, but I'm laying juice. Sixers, Vegas is laying juice. Just money line, money line though, right? Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like it's... Gotta be not bad. Let's see. It's gotta be it's minus three hundred, minus four hundred. It's gotta be somewhere around minus one fifty, you no? Know? No, less than that.
2: Cause minus, I think it's minus three hundred, minus two fifty, or the average price is minus two seventy five, both, then it's even money.
0: So Vegas money line, minus three sixty. Get your and barley calculator out. Sixers is is minus three thirty. It's minus one fifty two. Okay. I nailed that bad boy. Look at that. Nice work. <laughs> What's the Vegas money line right now? Minus 360. It's against oh. New Jersey. Is that ball gone? Gone. Home run Red Sox. Coming back. 4-2. Okay. Here we go. 4-2. One out. Christian minus
2: 360. It was minus 320 overnight. I thought that was a little bit heavy.
0: Vegas has to win, and New Jersey's like the worst road team in the NHL. Damn. So that's expensive. Kinda, yeah. I mean, it's, but Vegas has to win. I mean, they've no, they can't lose again. I don't think they lose again the rest of the year.
2: Well, I mean, we called this. We talked about it last week. Right. They were going on the Western Canada swing. It was It was two and one would have been successful. One and two was likely. That's what they went. One and two.
0: Yeah. That's um, Winnipeg. I, I mean, I mean, the Edmonton loss was a bad loss. That's, that hurt. I mean, it's a better hockey team. They are, they're but just, it hurt. They, just, needed, they needed that win. Because, they, they did. Because where they, they are with LA, they needed that W.
2: Kings just keep winning. I yeah. mean, we need them to lo- They keep winning. Uh, I mean, it's,
0: it's Kings tough. need to go in the tank for, the, for Vegas to make the playoffs. The Kings yeah. need to fall apart. And right now, they're not falling apart. No. It's trouble. So they are, uh, let's see, the Kings are three points up on Vegas. With a game in hand, right? Vegas is you know, Vegas now has a game in hand. Oh. How about oh, that? so that's tonight. Yeah. Okay. It's flips So Vegas plays tonight. They win tonight. They'd be one point back. It'll be 89 to 90. And we're down to what six games left? Gotta win this game. Oh, that's what I mean. It's absolute must. Gotta win this game. No question asked. Like this is you have to, like, you cannot lose to this hockey team. The devils are 10, 25, and three straight up on the road. You cannot lose this game tonight. Yeah. Vegas beat them 5-3 in the first matchup in New Jersey. to going over again, isn't it? Probably. It's uh, six, six and a, and a half. half. Yep.
2: Six and a half flat. Hold on, let me click refresh. Oh, it's wise 125 at soft point already. Wow. <laughs> Minus 15 everywhere. That's
0: a good indicator.
2: Yeah. But that thing over right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Jeez. the games for... Vegas lost 4 nothing last time, which is horrible. But seven goals, nine goals, seven goals, six goals in Vegas' last four before that. For the Devils, 7-4, 8-4, four, four, 11 for them, goals-wise. They give them up. They can score a couple. Vegas has got some goaltending issues, like we know. Thompson or Brossois will be out there. Robin Leonard, there's some big scuttlebots about what he might be looking like from a playoff perspective. He may not be around, which I'm not sure it's all that bad thing. What happened? There's- He's hurt. He's still hurt, and so Uh, he's going to be. He's been hurt for two weeks now. So
2: they may they may tell
0: him he's hurt, or maybe they they may tell us he's hurt. I don't mind it, right? I mean, I'm good with it. I actually like the team better without Robin Leonard and Net. It's got a mean to say, but I just don't think he's very exciting to play in front of. And not that you have to be this like showman, loud leader, but. I don't know. I think the team gets more energized by Brassois or Thompson when they've got that guy in, when you know, one of the young kids in net, they yeah. play harder yep. defensively, at least when, when the kids are in net. So, you know, we'll see what happens coming up, you know, for that. But I, I, that parlay four to two, maybe it's live. We'll see if we can get a little bit of a run here with this. If we can go <laughs> into this. All right. Speaking of hockey, well, in, in your bookmaking life, <laughs> have you ever seen favorites go 22 and zero? Over a two-day stretch, no. <laughs> no, not one. Fourteen and zero one day Saturday.
2: Fourteen games, all the favorites won,
0: and then to follow it up with another eight and zero run. Yeah, twenty-two yeah, it, and zero ATS. How is this even possible? Um,
2: I don't know. I don't want to say there's a big disparity right now, or there's there's a tanking thing obviously going on. Because you still needed favorites, like had to win in a shootout. Somebody had to win in a shootout. Somebody had to win in overtime. So there were a couple games that were coin flips that could have gone either way, and they went the favorites way. But the numbers are getting so high. Like Saturday night, Calgary was minus 450 to open. It closed minus 650.
0: Now, one. That's all parlay liability, though, right? Nobody's really straight betting that. They're just including that in every parlay. That's why that number gets to 650, right?
2: Oh, no. That's somebody betting. That's a limit play. Oh. Somebody comes in, lays 450. You know, oh. you know for, if you take, I mean, somebody, that's the thing. Like, now you're seeing on the regular, like, you'll take limit plays, 45,000 to win 10. If 10 is your limit in NHL, somebody will come in and lay 450. And now you have that working for you as the book. You're like, all right, just win one of these. It's just a dog win at those prices. Win one, and you're good. A month. Like, we just need to win one of those, and that'll cover, let alone what you take in the parlays. So now the parlay liability adds up, and you have to move it, and you keep moving it, and it doesn't matter. Um, I've never seen anything like it. I, I don't remember having a day with such disparity. NFL Sundays has been like 14 games before, you know, cause you have a Thursday night game and then you have a uh, Monday night game. So 16 games, 32 teams. So there's been 14 game sport things where favorites, like the biggest favorite day was like 11 and three. Mm-hmm. I never saw all the favorites win in football in 14 games. Never saw all the baseball favorites win 12 and two. Yes. In baseball. And that will happen. This summer, at some point, we'll see a day where there's fourteen or fifteen baseball games, and we'll go thirteen and two, something like that. Never fourteen and (laughs) zero. So, I mean, do you have a theory as to why it happens?
0: I have no idea what's going on, other than the books are just on one right now, and they're Mm -hmm. right, and it's just they're putting the right team to be the favorite, and the right teams are winning because they're the better team. And yes, there are some teams that are really, really bad but there's also teams that are fighting for playoff spots and they're winning those games because they yeah. have to. So yeah. it's home favorites are winning, you know, tired legs late in the season. But Jason yep. Scott of BetMGM told our own Patrick Everson this morning that in the wake of what happened on Saturday, 14-0, and coming into Sunday, Sunday was their worst ever day in the history of BetMGM for hockey. ever their worst ever day because you know what everybody did on saturday right they saw it 14 and zero. they just said for the hell of it just bet all the about the overs again on sunday money line partless yeah just go ahead just just, let's just go ahead and load it on up and say hey when 14 0 yesterday let's see what happens the public just came in and everyone loaded up on favorites in the nhl and they all cashed yeah they got buried on sunday after what happened on Saturday.
2: Uh, let's see. So, trying to figure, was there? Oh, I mean, it started with Florida being a 380 favorite, win 6 1. Buffalo got bet to the favorite. That opened up as, as like a Pickham or a Philly small favorite at home and, and a Sabres one. Then Minnesota clinched their playoff spot with an overtime win against San Jose, St. Louis against Nashville, Toronto beat the Islanders. See, the prices weren't absurd yesterday. Minus 175, minus 172, a couple pick'em games that were bet to the favorite. So, like, when they're big favorites, like, you know, five, $5, $4, more like Florida in the 380, it's not as big of a deal. When you put together the favorites that are closer to pickups or 170s, stack up that parlay liability, and in the last game, you know, Anaheim beats Columbus. The game flies over. And that's the other thing, too. Everybody's parlaying the the favorites with the over. Every game went over yesterday. Seven goals, eight goals, nine goals, 11 goals, six. Okay, Islanders of Toronto was six and a half. That one went under. And then Columbus and Anaheim, six, four, ten goals. So five of the six games go over, too. Favorite and over is a bad combination for the books.
0: Bad. (laughs) Ten and five on Saturday? I think it's what overs went on Saturday. Man, both Red Sox. Oh, Devers K's, Kike K's, 4-2, Strand a runner. Go to the eighth inning now. Red Sox down four to two. That's they had two big bats up and they both struck out. Mm. Good job of that kid out of the pen for the twins. And I'm not sure who it was, but King, two big bats for the Red Sox when he got a runner on in a 4-2 game. Ouch. Not what I wanted to see out of that one, but we'll see how it goes. All right, let's talk about it. Let's get into yesterday, double bird, (laughs) consistent double bird, Kyrie, 40 spot, fourth quarter masterpiece, and yet he's the one who gets burned on the game-winning layup by Jason Tatum. So this is now going to be one of the most insane atmospheres I will ever witness on Wednesday. Told you all this was going to happen. No, 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 no. Not on Sunday. The, but on Wednesday. By what happened. Bullshit on- enough that it's Wednesday. We got to wait two it's, more it's days for disgusting. this. Disgusting. It makes it even worse. Ridiculous. Dave, that was a Easter Sunday crowd. <laughs> day game. Day game. Easter Sunday day game. Dif- Do you understand the level of intoxication the townies are going to have oh, I can't wait. on Wednesday night? Yes. I mean, Kyrie has rabbit ears unlike any player I have ever seen in professional sports to, to the point where I'm actually thinking that they need to have a lot of security on the floor. Coming. Oh. Because somebody might do something stupid the way this dude is doing it. You can't antagonize 20,000 people the way he's antagonizing 20,000 people. Mm-mm. His answer is, I'm giving the energy back And while it sounds decent in theory to say, if some guy calls me a P word, I'm going to call it to him back. And I want to see if he's really all about that or not. But I mean, Kyrie knows that 50 year old, you know, guy who's 85 pounds overweight, who's calling him a P word, you know, four drinks in the bag is not going to stand up and fight Kyrie Irving. He knows this, not that you have to take awful things being said to you, but the fact that when he's walking into the locker room, somebody calls him a, I forget what he he said. They said, Kyrie, you suck. Suck. Yeah. He turns around and goes, Suck my. Like, really? Like, this is. You're playing a basketball game in a hostile environment. You have known this forever. This has happened. He tried to couch or comment down in the last press interview before game one. He said, I hope that everybody can just move on from what happened in Boston. Really? For years, two years now, Kyrie Irving has called the city of Boston racist, has yep. took sage and ran through the court with sage burning, saying I have to ostracize the demons. Mm-hmm. And the last time Boston fans saw Kyrie Irving, he stomped on the logo at midcourt. Don't do that. Okay? So don't, don't do sit here and say this is a Boston-created thing. Mm-mm. Kyrie Irving is wanting this. He's welcoming it. He's egging it on. He's pouring gasoline onto the fire. And if I'm his teammates, I'm looking at him going like, dude, I know you're unbelievable, but what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like, this is not, if you're going to find a player for the clip, for the, for the Timberwolves for excessive swearing. Thank you. $30,000 for what was said after a win by Patrick Beverly. Yeah. What are you giving Kyrie Irving for three different times, throwing middle fingers up at the, at the fans telling one fan to suck my bleep and then coming (laughs) back and yelling the P word and screw. There was a shot where Kyrie was on the, the, the foul line it was a, a free throw shot and he was there in, in, in the rebounding line. He's looking at a fan and he's yelling at the fan as the yeah. fan's yelling at him. He's yelling back at the fan to the point where Kevin Durant had to come over and say, Hey man, go get out of here. Like, what do you like? Where is your mind that this stuff is so important to you that you're trying to win an argument versus somebody who already wins the argument simply by you responding to him. This is like the Twitter comment section come to life in my (laughs) mind. Like, are Boston fans trolling Kyrie? You bet your ass they are. No, yeah. But that's what fans are supposed to do, is troll the other opponent. You lose when you give into the trolling and you suddenly get part of the, the conversation. And now you're arguing back and forth with somebody like Kyrie, you're a multi-million dollar basketball player who scores 40 points. Like, what do you, I, I, I don't, for, the, for my life, I don't understand the benefit for Kyrie Irving to engage in this. Well, there's, not,
2: there's no benefit in it other than if it motivates him. But at the same time, if you need that to motivate you at this time, what are you doing anyway? <laughs> like, this is how you win this whole thing. Win the game. And walk off like you're supposed to win the game. Don't step on the logo on the way out. Like, it's so – I don't want to say it. It's just like – I mean, it, it's, it's almost like Challenge. your kids. And you ain't, I mean, you ain't won nothing. You won one title, and it was with LeBron. LeBron. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's almost like, yeah, I've been trying to do this. He was reacting right. Other than shooting people to bird and yelling stuff back. Like he was making shots. He was oh, yeah.
0: incredible. In the fourth I mean, quarter, he was unbelievable.
2: Unreal. And you knew what he was doing. Like mm-hmm. there was no mystery. He
0: was on winning. But when he in, was inbounding the ball, okay, he's and inbounding he's this. He, he, he's the he's, dropping, behind he's dropping the double bird behind like, little, little, yeah. like this. And, yeah. and, and he's going, uh, uh, he's doing like, yeah. are you six years old? Like, what I've never seen this. Like, you, you are creating this atmosphere on Wednesday where it's going to be ridiculous. And everyone, I, I was going back and forth, people on Twitter about this saying, like, remember that Boston, like, Boston's reaction to Kyrie is because they actually deep down want Kyrie. No, we don't want Kyrie. Boston Nobody. fans do not want Kyrie Irving. We've seen it before the LeBron James thing. If you want to say that Boston fans hate LeBron, because if LeBron was a Celtic, they love him. Absolutely. Okay. We've never seen Boston having a LeBron James in their uniform. We have seen what happens when Kyrie Irving plays for new England plays for Boston. He almost single-handedly wrecked this season. The guy was a menace. He was an absolute mess to be on the court played. Sometimes played other times, was caught lying to New England multiple times. The reason why Kyrie is hated in Boston is because when they asked him point blank, are you going to resign here? He said, yes, if they'll have me. And then he left, okay? That's why they hate him because he lied publicly about his intentions when he had no intention of staying in New England. And so he said it to shut everybody up because the questions from the media are you know on you know or 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 were very very um, probing all the time it was yes. all like hey kyrie are you playing kyrie you coming back kyrie you playing kyrie coming back you're going to sign what's going on he got sick of it and so that frustrated him and i understand that frustration i i couldn't imagine what that must be like the boston media is i can't stand the boston media but <laughs> but you make the money you make for that very reason to stand well no
2: listen I mean, to defend a player, like just because they make the money doesn't mean you have to
0: take shit. You don't have no. to take shit. But media questions but, of like, are you going to resign here? You don't have to say if they'll have me. You can do the whole like, we'll deal with that after the year is over. Listen, half the time. Keep the story you, alive.
2: Half the times they're giving you rope to hang yourself. We talked about that. You've yep. brought that back into mind for now. The, yep. the media will, will bury you in a heartbeat. Yep. So you have to play the game back and forth. And a lot of times, they won't ask you upstairs in the office. They'll ask you through the media, so then they can use that against you. So you have to be smarter as the player than ever with the media. True. But with the fans, listen, I saw it. The best I ever saw when I was young was at Penn State my senior year, 1993. The Fab Five came in to Penn State. And you're old enough to remember, I'm old enough to remember, the Fab Five was more going on than basketball. 100%. A lot more going on. Culture,
0: lifestyle.
2: The whole thing. They wore the baggy shorts. They wore the black socks. They had swag that ain't nobody had at that time in college. And I was at Penn State. Let me just say this. They were walking into a lion's den Mm. and they couldn't wait to antagonize and all this other stuff. And I loved the Fab Five. I Mm. loved, I mean, I love people. I don't care about black, white, all that other stuff. So I loved it all. And they came in, could have reacted. The stuff I heard, I was like, this can't even be real. Like, what are you people trying to do? First of all, they're 18 and 19 year old kids. What? And like grown ass men are trying to incite a riot. And I'm like, I was getting pissed off and I'm like, all right, this is going to be bad. Like, this is going to be bad. All they did was win. And as it continued throughout the game, You can touch the players at Rec Hall. They're Mm. so close. You can hear everything. Maximum capacity, I think, is 6,500. Wow. Maybe 7,000. So it's a band box, and you can hear everything. By the end of the game, Jalen Rose, Chris Weber, Jimmy King had the fans eaten out of their hands. Those guys that were pissed off were pissed off before the game. They were pissed off during the game. They were going home pissed off talking about them. Everyone else that was there, they won the crowd because they won the game, one. But two, when guys were chirping at them, they were smi- they'd they smile at them and just go, okay, inbound the ball, dunk. Didn't look back at them, just went and did something on the court. Kyrie could learn something real quick. Go win that game, too. And don't say a damn word on the way out. You oh, got to
0: wave. Yeah. But you know, you know what's coming. Uh, wild pitch. That's going to be. Is that hit somebody? Well, I mean, that's the game. Okay, Red Sox going to lose that game. Wild pitch, five two. <laughs> that's brutal. Okay, so much for that. That's too bad. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see because in my mind, if I'm Kyrie, I want people talking about the fact that I scored forty points that I went nuclear in the fourth quarter and that I took over the game. That's what I, that's what I want them to be talking about. Right. I, I don't want them to be talking about double birds, P words, suck my blank, you know, crying, fr- crying face emojis, talk. Like it, it, it just, he distracted, he took away from his own performance, I felt. And then he's the one that gives up the game winning layup to Jason Tatum. So you forget about all that.
2: We say it with the kids. They're softball gods. They're sports gods. Like, it didn't just happen that Tatum scored the last bucket right in front of him, and that was his guy as he's swinging by. It's It always gets you. It always gets you. When you don't do the right thing or you act like you act scared, we tell the kids, don't show it. You want to want the ball at the end. You right. want to be in that batter's box at the end. Whether you're scared, look like the duck above the water and don't yeah. let anybody see what's going on underneath. Kyrie could take a page out of that. He could be so pissed off and so fired up and so motivated,
0: don't show it. He he they got to him. You allow the fans. That's what I mean by the comment section, the trolling. Like Yeah. What do they say to us in the media all the time? Like if you feed the trolls, the trolls are going to come back more. They want that negative attention. They want when they say, "Oh, you suck" or "Nice pick, asshole." Like, yeah, that that they want us to engage with them. So you have to keep yourself above that and look past it. Yes, this guy who's sitting three rows back at the garden, who is a Celtics green teamer, loves his team. You know, who knows what? What's the the term,
2: green teamer?
0: Yeah, green teamer is like if if you're, it's it's what the media calls uh, a blinded Celtics fan who supports the team in everything that they do oh i like that on. green teamer okay yeah. so if they're a green teamer that's they're just blinded by everything yeah so that guy is you know paying a lot of money for that ticket a lot to yell at a guy to yell at a player he's yelled at tons of players before mm. and Kyrie's the one person who now can't handle it because it's like his ex-girlfriend or he knows somewhere he did something wrong and so like he's just not going to handle it and like this whole idea of like you know as men we don't have to take this it's like dude you're a pro basketball player you played at duke you telling me at duke You didn't hear all sorts of shit being said about you, like really raunchy and nasty stuff by North Carolina fans or Virginia fans or Wake Forest fans. Like, what are you talking about that suddenly I'm a grown man? I don't have to take this. (sighs) Yeah, you do. It's part of the gig, man. It's part of the sport you play. Trash talking has been part of basketball forever. And fans are part of that trash talking. And your response your rabbit ears to this is going to make Wednesday ridiculous. It really, he he has stirred the pot in a way that I didn't think really was possible. Boston fans hate Kyrie. Boston fans are going into that building with a mission to just crush him on Wednesday.
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's, um, he did all this though, stepping on the logo on the way out.
0: And making sure there were cameras there to do it. Like, yep. if you're going to do it, just do it with yourself. Like, it, no, but you, you want to be on purpose. The message he's on—he's on microphone saying the city of Boston's racist. Like, he's on message right. saying all these different things. And are there racist people in Boston? Yes, so Asso- bleeping yes. Yeah. Are there rap- racist people here in Vegas? Yes, yes. There's racist people everywhere. Okay, yes. that's the problem with racism. It's everywhere. It's not one city or one fan base. It's everywhere. One idiot does it, and then the entire fan base gets labeled a bunch of racists. Boston's had problems. I know about redlining. don't give me the whole history of my city. I get my city, okay We do not have a good history with race. I get it. My grandfather used to walk me down the streets of, of Lawrence Mass and start throwing out racial awful things about this business used to be owned by this person this person was on mm-hmm. this okay my family got racism in my own family. My grandfather's passed away now but like I've seen it, heard it, watched it, okay I get my hip of the past. Kyrie's not saying anything new to people in New England by saying you have a problem with race. The problem is you say it out loud and you broad stroke the entire region with it. And the conversation stops. People who want to be on your side can't defend it. There it stops. So you, you come in with your, with your sage and your bullshit. <coughs> like it's, it's ridiculous. What do you think it's doing in the, the locker room? I don't know. It's a great, I wish I knew the answer to that because nobody Brooklyn, will tell you the Brooklyn nets are two. two are, are. it's a two player team. That's okay. It. That's it. Claxton played well yesterday. I thought he was actually a real night bright spot. Seth Curry had a great start to the game, and then they forgot about him. They don't give him the ball. You can't get the ball. In the second half. In the first half, he was on fire because we're cool with him shooting in the first quarter, but Seth Curry can't touch the ball in the fourth because that's Kyrie time. So what did Boston do? They ran two guys at Kyrie, got the ball to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has to jack a three, five feet behind the three point line because they're Boston pushed him out and Boston pushed him around. If the referees, which I hope they do call the game Ooh. again, the referees are going to let physical play happen. Oh, Kevin Durant oh. does not have the physical strength to handle what Boston will throw at them. I mean, Marcus smart will beat the living shit out of you. If oh. you the referees allow it to happen. He oh. will do that. Oh. And the referees allow it to happen. So, and I want that that's playoff basketball, man. Let's go. Like, let's be physical. Let's allow it. Let's, let's let these guys play the game how it's supposed to be played. And that's what the referee is not calling every ticky tack foul that's out there. But Durant looked very uncomfortable yesterday. <laughs> very uncomfortable. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if the locker room cares about Kyrie because they know they need Kyrie. Without Kyrie, they lose by 30. So Boston missed how many bunnies in that game in the, in the second half? Layup yeah. after layup after layup, and they still won the game. So while well, everyone's saying, you know, Boston was only up by, you know, one point after one quarter and a small lead at halftime. And that was Kevin Durant. What happens when Kevin Durant goes nuclear? Then what happens? What happens if Boston doesn't miss 10 layups? Then what happens? So that argument goes both ways. Both teams can play much better in game two. All that being said, I thought it was fun
2: as hell. I was was on the edge of my seat, you know, watching it, tweeting it. When I saw that video with him walking to the locker room. I mean, I, I retweeted it, Got over 5 million views, you know, from the original person that sent it and people saw it and they're like, man, you know, and everybody had a comment. I think this is that thing that draws people in is, is that this now, I mean, again, we got to wait till Wednesday, but Wednesday at four o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock Eastern, the entire sports world will be on this game. And the line's the same as it was for game one, exactly the same. I said it immediately to to little Consig Kendall's eight years old. And I said, boy, that was fun, wasn't it? The line's going to be the same. Watch. I show her the odd screen. I'm like, "It's." she's like, what do you mean it's the same? Who was the underdog? And I'm like, well, the Nets were the underdog, but it's going to be the same. Because what did we learn? We learned these are two pretty good basketball teams that are pretty evenly matched that – depending on the style of play mm-hmm. is going to determine out whether it goes over or under um, a shot here, a shot there is going to determine the results of games. Kevin Durant. I mean, he's still, I mean, I, we talked about in another series. Who's the best player on the court? Who has the best, you know, which mm-hmm. team has the best player. I don't know. I mean, Kevin Durant is the best player. Theoretically, but if I heard another JT for three or JB for three, like the Celtics were making shots and shots. That place was rocking. And I was thinking, you know, like our guy Julian went. And he oh, had, he was there. Wow. He almost got a divorce, but he was like, yeah, listen, <laughs> I got the tickets. I know it's Sunday, Easter Sunday, and I know we I'm got the going. little baby. And all of a like, I got to go to the game. Damn. Like, I got to go to the game. So, and like you said, that was an Easter Sunday afternoon crowd. We're
0: lubed up and ready to go on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Must watch television. Absolutely. Must watch TV. It's going to be phenomenal. And I, look, Boston wins. Boston doesn't cover, which, again, I'll take that every time. And so people are like, yeah, but you're.
2: Do you think Anik had the Nets plus the points?
0: A hundred percent. He probably bet Nets money line, to be quite honest. So well, we that's what bet. we need to know. So if you reach yeah. out to him say, did you have
2: Nets plus the points or Nets money line?
0: My guess is he'll bet Nets, Nets money line coming up. And I'll probably, okay. bet, I'll probably bet Nets money line on game two as well. Because if Boston goes up 2-0, I feel very confident in them winning the series. It's so 1-1. It's game on. It's going to be much more complicated and difficult. And I can't wait to see if Robert Williams plays by game three. That's, mm. that's my, if he's out there, he changes everything. Cause the nets can't rebound anyway. I mean, they, they're going to get out rebounded every single game. You put Robert Williams back on the floor for Boston. Oh mama. That's going to be huge. Cause Kyrie got to the rim a, t- a lot going right around both smart and Tatum. He's so fast with the ball in his hands. So you need help. And Daniel Tice is not, robert williams and he got in foul trouble early too he had, he had two like, fouls quick yep. yeah so. And he, he didn't want to get any more i but williams on the floor is an absolute game changer for the celtics defensively and watch out game three if he's back i don't know if he's going to be but the fact they're playing sunday wednesday saturday is insane <laughs> It's just
2: series could last two and a half weeks.
0: Yeah, it's insanely long. It's, it's huge for the Celtics. I'm not gonna, I'm not angry about it. I don't like the schedule from a viewership perspective, but from a health perspective, it's huge to have that long of a time between game one and game three.
2: Does it lose momentum for you? Because I know in the book, like you catch lightning in a bottle like that with a Sunday game mm. with a lot of people either in or logged in or whatever, and you mm-hmm. get this game and like, I mean, there were 17 league changes in the first half. So, you know, you had in game, you had it all. It'll play again until Wednesday. Mm. Like,
0: but How do you plays, build that momentum up again? But football plays once a week. So, I mean, people are accustomed to having that. I mean, actually, I think it helps the media hype, to be quite honest. Oh, well, it helps the media hype. It's great
2: for the media hype, it's great yeah. for the league. I don't know how good it is for the action.
0: Okay. I don't know. I think the handle on Wednesday is going to be ridiculous. I think people. I think Saturday will be. I think if it's one-one, game three will be insane. If it's 2-0. Oh. if it's 2-0, I bet the action is good, but mostly on the Nets coming in on 2-0 for right? Them in game yeah. three. So, but if it's one-one, I think you get huge two-way action. You'll get a lot of stuff going Tremendous. back and forth. So, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a lot of fun to see kind of how that all that that all plays out and in, and in, in how you know, what we see it coming down to, which would be get Rob Williams on the court, please. (laughs) All right. So Philly today is minus seven and a half against Toronto. Do you give the Raptors much of a shot here? They're without two star players who are not going to be available injured for this game. Number only went up a couple of points after losing two key players to injury. Philly wins the game by, what, 25 the first time around?
2: Uh, 20, I think, right? 113-103. Yeah. Or no, 133-113 was the final, I think.
0: So can well, the Raptors f- keep this at all? Close? Way over.
2: By the way, I just logged into the to the YouTube. we got a lot of people in the chat again today. I like yes, this. Do. I That's like this. <laughs> Patriots Day Roll Call Monday.
0: <laughs> um, roll Call Friday.
2: So is this a number – let's put it – I'll ask you this. Is this a number where you go, okay, the dog can cover and not win? Because we got over seven. We got over seven. This is where we get interesting. This is your number, yes. This is – the yeah. So – I played with this number last night. You played with this number.
0: You moved the spread? So I'll – it better to book it. I'll tell you what I – Okay. I but okay. yes – I think, I think I'm very confident Philadelphia wins the game. Do not know by how many points. Really? Yeah. Wow. This is this is game two. When you lose game one badly, game two, the team down 0-1 comes back with a vengeance. Because they go down 2-0 and they're going home. You're facing a 3-0 deficit if you lose game three. And that's it. You're out. You're toast. Right. So I think the Raptors played their best game of the series, maybe tonight, but I still think Philly wins.
2: Hmm. Okay. So you're saying it because I think
0: Toronto wins. You think Toronto wins the game
2: tonight or, or Philly covers. Like I okay. don't see Philly winning by four.
0: I do. Yeah. I see. I, I, I think it could be one of those games. I was, I I can see the Raptors leave it leading in the fourth quarter up by like four or five with five or six minutes to go. And then Philly finally closing it out and winning by four or five points.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could happen. I just think I this might be a homer series, you know, the first four games where the home team just wins. Yeah. It's you know, that's high, what we call I mean, it in hockey. Line.
0: It's a high line. I mean, seven and a half is a lot of points. But Embiid, it is. They have no answer for Embiid. And he played poorly and they still won by they still won big. And Embiid well, didn't play well in game. See, one. that's the thing. Like
2: everything went so right for Philly and so wrong for for Toronto, game one. Right. And and Maxie is listen, newbie told me about Maxi. second game he saw him. He's like, Oh, this Maxie's guys, you know, and all my sixer people have been like, dude, Maxie's gonna be great. And yeah. he, they've given him more mm-hmm. and he's accepted it and thrived to the point where they're like, All right, we can trade Seth Curry. We can trade, you know, and put them in that trade. Go get Harden. You can be number three with Embiid and Harden. You're part of, you're you're the guy. I don't think Toronto has an answer for him. That's the problem Mm -hmm. for Toronto. That's the matchup problem. Because Embiid's going to get his, and as long as Harden. Harden reminds me of Kyrie a little bit. He hears too much. He's a little bit, he don't like to be pushed around at all. If he can be the accessory rather than the wheel. I think Sixers can roll. I mean, I think they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But if they have to ask him to carry the load and be the guy and be the alpha, I don't like it. But I think Toronto's live to win the game tonight. I, I do, and I want the Sixers to win. I just, I just I, again, but I, I think Toronto's
0: very live. Bunch of new voices in the chat. By the way, you got me all paying attention to it. Well, real. Welcome to the new new folks who are in here. Everyone's mad about the Red Sox. I'm mad about the Red Sox. Everyone's mad that the Boston's who are really going to lose this game here to. It's eight to two now. Top of the eighth inning. So like, oh, the game oh gone over. Went, Went over too. Well, you know it's really kind of funny because of the vast majority of people in gambling Twitter were on the under game moved uh-huh. a whole run open nine and a half closed eight and a half <laughs> so we're at 10 now so yeah and know, uh-huh. I, I was i was going back and forth with our boy trent from book it last night and he wanted to bet the nerfie today i'm like on patriots day i would not bet the nerfie on patriots day to run home run top of the first inning so it's like you got to be real careful about pitchers who are asleep in the first inning on patriots day he wanted to bet the no yeah, he wanted to bet no run he kept in kept the him off it? I told him not to. He may have still bet it, but I told him not to. I said, don't bet well, it. Well, that's Basically. the thing about Trent, like no different than anybody else. You can give them the winners, and they still bet what they want anyway. <laughs> right. like it don't matter. Yeah. I was like was like, yeah. bet. I was like, bet yes. If you're going to bet it, bet yes. Right. It's funny, too, because there's like the, – I don't know why this year, but last year I've been betting yes, no, and we've talked about this in the show before. I've been betting yes, no on runs in the first inning for a while. Right. And last year I got really heavily involved because your Pittsburgh Pirates became an absolute wagon for yes yes Yes. it was insane it was like i think they wound up like i, I, I it, it was a really ridiculous number it was well over 500 for them in run, yes to runs in the first inning and they got really crazy at the second half of the year once they were out of it yeah it was insane like it was yeah. like every day you could bet yes and you were probably going like every week you're probably going like five and two
2: well you see yes. it start to get adjusted in the lines because yes like we were talking about it, it was still minus 120, 130. And then as we started talking about it more and I started seeing it, I'm like, (laughs) wait a second. How can the yes be minus 160, 170? And they're still getting there. Like the only defense you have in the book is to keep moving that thing up. It's yes or no. It's not like you can adjust the spread. It's not like, (laughs) you know, so when you started to see yes, no matter who the pitching matchup was, was minus minus one seventy one. 80 at points and just yeah. like what the hell's going on right now.
0: So people are now kind of like, you know, it's a very popular bet. I mean, trend yes. has helped to popularize the, the nerfy or the year plus yes. But if gambling Twitter's like having this argument of like, is it really a good bet? Is it not a good bet? And I'm like, look, it's too early in the year. In my opinion, to be betting these nerfies in your fees because what benefits us is the data points you can have Correct. once you, once you have enough data points, then you can start to have this conversation about, is it a good bet or not? Like, you know, would I have bet the bulls against their division unders as much as I did right away? No, I waited till it was four and one. Then I started right. to bet it. And then I went right. to six and one. I was like, huh? And it closed. Now it's 13, three and one. It's just a run that you can get on when you recognize it. But I needed five, six games of data to be able to make the first bet. Correct. I need a lot more data before I start betting yes or no. I bet on opening day for the hell of it because it was fun. But I haven't bet a Yerfie or Nerfee since opening day because it's it's way too early.
2: It's way too early, and it's a fun bet more than anything. They're coin flips. They're they're trends. There are trends, though, you can follow. There are, but – but there's still it's it's a lot of random you don't know how the pitcher warmed up you right. don't know how you know Weather. you get some random things happen you get a diving play that should have been a base hit that causes you to lose it's a lot of randomness that happens in baseball period now you've made it a microcosm to to make it you know the first inning it's tough it's a tough bet so yeah i don't i mean You can find other other good stuff to bet that gives you more of a chance to win, I think. I think you have to accept the random results more when you bet
0: your fees and nerfies than you would some other bets. And Jordan's pointing this out in the chat, and he's absolutely right. Captain Jack Andrews, who we all met, hung out with at Bet Bash, he did a whole thread on why you should only bet yes. It was a good thread. Yep. You should go back and look at it. It's a good thread. He he made some very good mathematical points. And he's it, showing some data points as to why betting no is actually a bad wager, right. just because we we talked about this. You get the top three guys of the lineup, you know, one, two, three are guaranteed to bet for both teams. Maybe one, two, yep. three, four if a, if a guy gets on. Yep, pitchers, you know, even stud pitchers, your aces tend to get hit harder in the first inning than any other inning. Yep, grip of the baseball, weather, umpire, strike zone, whatever it might be, wind blowing out all the factors that kind of lead you to see a yes run to be scored over a no run to be scored. And frankly, just because one, I like betting on things to happen versus not to happen, which is traditional (laughs) square better philosophy versus pro. I think it's more fun to bet on a yes than a no. (laughs) No Way more fun for a lot of people. Ways are (laughs) betting no run to the first inning when it's like bases loaded, two outs, (laughs) and you're like in a fetal position, sucking your thumb going, please, 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 please. Like, you know what uh, I mean? Like, like, you, like you're watching the game through your through your hand. Yeah. That's not really fun to do. It's way more fun to bet on the yes. So like, I just, I think it's mathematically, J- Captain Jack proved, proven, he proved that it. it's more advantageous to bet on the yes than the no, but Murphy's hit and yeah, it happens. I've had,
2: to, I've had some sharp guys over the years. that used to just bet. No, because they wanted to believe that nothing happened. Well, in years past, nothing happened more often than yeses. Right. Like, it used to be scoreless first inning with quality pitchers way more often than not. And then as you started to put the bets up and see it, you're like, wait a second.
0: This isn't happening nearly as often as it used to. And the, the, odds the, are thing people, the thing about that, though, is that like because just because you have one stud pitcher who gets three outs, the other guy's got to get three outs, too. Correct. That's the well, problem. usually the matchups were,
2: you know, ace, ace was, you know, Mondays or aces days, you know, right. and when they keep the rotations the same, but now the schedules change so much. You, you don't have always, it runs in cycles. And I don't think you can blindly apply anything to any of this stuff anymore, but I, right. I've said that for years. I mean, I, I say nobody knows shit about a lot of stuff. I don't think anybody knows shit about these Nerfies
0: and Yerfies either. But I know this they're is, fun bets. Landon points something out, David. It's a good point that today today's got voided because of a rainout. But the Major League Baseball grand salami unders have been dominant so far oh, this year. Money. Oh, I this is this is my first hearing about this. So you've heard oh. about this. So in case you guys don't know, grand salami it's how many runs are scored in every game on the board schedule total combined. And the books tend to juice that that number up a little bit just because they expect a blowout or two, where one game goes to like 15 runs and it kind of warps the whole day. So unders have been good. If there's 10 games, an average is eight and a half
2: of those right. You know, runs. So 90 runs basically. So that's 90. So a lot of times you'll put up 92 and a half. Okay. You know. You'll, 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 you'll allow yourself some wiggle room to move the number, whatever it is. Um, yeah, they've been going under. There's games that are just, I mean, there's a lot of has been a lot of low scoring games. There's been a lot of teams trending toward the under. Landon's right. Um, but trying to figure that number out in April's a, a, a bit of a process for the books too. Like you know, it's, it's, there's no magic formula for any of this stuff. Like you got to just kind of put it out there, feel. Um, the thing that sucks about this bet is you get one rain out. All bets are void. It's that a, it's, it's a return, you know, a refund. It sucks. So a lot of books have gotten away from doing the salami because it's a pain in the ass. You put it up. It's really a sharp market. Huh. And you get you do to work and, you you know, you kind of put yourself out there with it because there's not a lot of other numbers, say, to compare it
0: to. And then you get a rain out. It's all d- done and bet void. Man, I'd, I I'd rather that. put up a prop bet. I'm trying to think about if if I put a dime on that, how would my day go if I bet an under on 10 baseball games? Like I, I, would probably like need to go on like a drive somewhere. Like I need like, like no internet because the sweat of watching every game and every run that gets scored on. that, oh. like every it's like ah oh, shit ah oh. like see? you're getting kicked in the nuts over and over and over again every time a run gets scored and like okay I got eighty five more to play with okay I got sixty more to play with.
2: You right, should one hundred percent do this on the juice. Oh, you should one hundred percent god do a week of picking the salami and just see the results because it will drive you crazy because you'll bet under and the last game will we'll be go, eight, seven, uh, you need a bullpen, the, so, a Dodger bullpen, blow up <laughs> the, the total, the total will be, you, you'll you have a, a, the total of the game will be seven and a half or eight. You're good up to 11. All right. So you're like, Oh man, I got a good number. All I need is under 11. The total seven and a half. It's under minus a quarter. It's, Kershaw but you, but if, if it was the last game, though, I would hedge back and bet the over.
0: Well, see, now you're going to create another job for yourself, which well, again, if that's what you want to do. But, no, but if, 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 if any parlay, if it, it comes down to the, that's why it sucks losing the first leg. I always love losing the third leg. So if I'm all right. the way down to the last game right. and I've got 11 runs, like you're talking about in the total yeah. of eight and a half, I'm betting yeah. over eight and a half. I'm going to go alternative line and I'll bet over 11 runs and just bet it at some level that, that, that I'm there. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay. Just well, like, yeah, I have mean, can... learned that from you. I learned right. that, that, that that's exactly. it, that's what I learned from you on that in terms of like yeah. if you have a final leg on this. I think I think the first time I learned that I was doing pushing the odds with you it was yeah. the first time that you were like, Well, you know, you can just bet that third leg. I was like, Oh my god, I can. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. that. I was yeah, like, yeah, you know, you can just hedge off of that. But I think it was I was like 2016 when you taught me that. Right. Like five, like five years ago. I was like, yeah. holy shit. So, oh yeah, you can yeah. do this. Now it's like it's it's just like an automatic for me now. Except when I lose the first leg like I've lost today.
2: Right. But but you'll have you'll have that wiggle room, and you'll get an eight-run seventh inning in a game that's like, you know, it's 4-3, it'll end up 10-3, and you're like, wait a second, what the hell just happened? Like, you'll be surprised how close it comes some nights. Right to, right to the number? It's a run or two either way. I used to marvel at it because I'm like, Man, it really is just numbers. I mean, so, yeah, it'll drive you crazy. But Landon's
0: right. right. It's been dead under so far. All right, Utah tonight is laying five on the road at Dallas again. How is that possible? Right? Seriously. I was going to ask you, how is that possible? How is that possible?
2: Doesn't that seem a little off? Well, we- no, the number's the same. So
0: shouldn't it be higher? Shouldn't it be 6-7? No. No, the game fell six last right. time, Right. Right. We're gonna go right. And and it was a fourth quarter. Utah had a fourth quarter collapse like they're known for. They just were able to recover from it in time to cover. Right, barely. Barely, but they covered. (laughs) Yeah. So no, I don't I I mean,
2: that's the thing about, and I really learned this in the bubble the last year that I was doing it on the regular. Because I kept saying, I'm watching the games. I think the numbers should be adjusted. I think, I mean, I would call other guys. I'm like, why Why are you at six? Like, it should be seven. It should be eight. Well, no, it doesn't. The numbers say it is just, you know, because I didn't have guys in the room. It was three of us for a while, and then, you right. know, they brought a couple other guys back. But there's no adjustment. Oddsmakers get lazy in the playoffs. And if you draw enough two-way action, you can just put up the same number. The results don't dictate the new numbers. So. Utah minus five makes perfect sense to me, which I don't, again, I mean, I like Dallas in game one. I like uh, Dallas in game two. I can't believe Utah's favored. The total is what has me P roll. How low do you make this damn total?
0: That was already. a bad basketball game. The other I time. bet it. I bet it under already. It'd be probably better to book it. You, okay. you, you know, I'm betting the under, but, it, it, but the first move was to the over open two oh three and a half. Well, because that was an adjustment. What did we have under in game one? Under
2: 209 and a half, right? Correct. Okay. Way under. Way under, but way kind of high with the number. Now you saw the odds makers say, all right, listen, they saw the same thing we saw, you saw. That's a bad basketball matchup. Just just, The way Dallas has to play without Luka, Utah's good with playing it because I don't think Utah's very good either. How low do you have to go to get an over bet? I mean, that's so they got, they went there. That's good. Let them drive this thing up. We're
0: going under. I already know what you're doing. If you tell
2: me over today, I'm telling you right now,
0: I'm booking it. Well, I I will talk about it in better to book it because I think it's actually, I think it was a head fake. I, I think that the whole thing was to drive the number up and to hammer it under personally, but. We'll we'll get to to that during better to book it. I I think there's no there's no logic to betting over two or three and a half. None with these two teams. All right, so Bucks win game one. Bets alive at the moment. Oh no! Sorry, sorry. I'm skipping the Warriors. Sorry, Warriors minus seven. Skipping. I'm skipping ahead. Sorry, my fault. Warriors minus seven against the Nuggets tonight. Can Denver steal game two in your mind here, Dave? Because Jenna Garcia, who does our uh, prop of the day for on TikTok or Instagram. You guys haven't seen that at Bet Props on Instagram and TikTok. She covers the Nuggets, and so I was texting with her last night, going, "All right, can your team hang here?" And she said, "Normally, the team really responds well. That Michael Malone's a really good coach. After a loss, in particular when they get stomped, they normally come back with a different game plan and really get after it defensively." I don't know though. This new Death lineup for the Warriors is – Jordan Poole is a difference maker right now for the Warriors. Beast! Tough, tough, tough matchup.
2: I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think Denver can win a game in Golden State with them playing like this and getting contributions from from him the way they did. Um,
0: now they go to Denver. Right. Game three might be different, but... Exactly. I mean, What's the catch-
2: line going to be in Denver? Minus four. Golden State minus four? Yeah. I think it'll be less. Okay. I think it'll be two and a half, maybe two. Ooh, okay. Because they're going to be looking to get the Golden State money. Okay. I think um, seven is the pause number for us. We've learned this. For you, yes. I don't. I don't pause right now with Golden State. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I mean, can they steal Game Two? I mean, yes. I guess they could. Do you think they can steal Game Two? Pearl didn't even answer me. By the way, I sent Pearl to I text. Told you you I told you that. I, I told you they were are going to answer it. I told you on
0: Friday. I go ahead and text them, I'm not going to answer. I'm them texting them again today.
2: Everybody wants to know. Like people text you, DM you now. It's great. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't, I mean, do you think Denver can steal a game in, in golden state?
0: No. It's the only way, the only way Denver covers is by a backdoor late game up by 12, five point run, six point run, a couple of crazy threes and they win by six. Like how many points does Joker have to score for Denver to win? <laughs> like 40, I, 40. A minimum. I, I yeah. don't, you want to talk about a guy on an island? Like I don't feel like he got any help. No, he did not. He got zero <laughs> help in that game. It was brutal, and it, it's. I I don't. The Warriors played really well, but I think they can play better, and that's my worry. Is it like when like if Steph goes nuclear and just has one of those quarters where he hits five threes in the quarter, they, the Warriors could steamroll Denver tonight. Could you feel like they could blow them? Out. Yeah. Right. Like One 14110 type blowout. It could, it
2: could, it could turn into blowout where Denver's like, all right, pack it up. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get back on a bus. Let's fly home. We'll get this together. And then,
0: you know, we don't play again until Thursday. Because I so do buy into up. that, right? Like a, a a series doesn't begin till a road team wins. I'll give you that. I do believe that. Like oh, that's culture. valid. So, like, if they're down by 15 points in the third quarter tonight, do they give a crap and just go, you know what? We'll get them at home, guys. Like, just give them, give them to them. We'll go home. So, this will be good, all right? I won't be doing
2: a show when this game starts. It's a 7 o'clock Pacific start, so I can actually really watch the game. But, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times when I'm doing the shows on SportsCrin and SiriusXM, I'll be watching it like I would in a, in, when I was in the risk room. It's at the fourth quarter start. If we're down double digits, Denver's down double digits, right? The beginning of the quarter doesn't go the way they want it to go. It's around that TV timeout after the nine-minute mark where they go, pack it in, that's it. And then nothing again even remotely happens to get them any sign of hope. By the halfway point, it's all in. It's, It's push all your chips in. It's like, oh, yeah, this is blowout central. You can get a gauge on the total. A lot of times it's an under bet because, you know, it just gets to be bench mob and they're like, they're done, done. And it's setting up the number for game three on the team that's down.
0: 0-2. happens all the time. Interesting. Yep. Let me pause basketball for one second because our guy Jay Dow just sent me on Twitter, breaking news, The uh-huh. match six has been scheduled for June 1st. No pro golfers are playing in this. What is it? it? Is Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers playing golf June 1st in Seattle.
2: Wow. So it's Mahomes and who? Josh, Josh Allen? Allen? Yeah. First, Young Guns Lester. versus Old Bucks?
1: Yes.
0: I have no interest in this. Zero. I I have zero interest in watching. I mean it's June first. There's nothing else going on June first, so I'll watch it. But what what day do we think is June first?
2: Probably a Saturday. No way. This is a Saturday
0: programming. Um, June first is a Wednesday. Wednesday. It's a Wednesday night. West Coast event. I don't know. The hype
2: is way better than
0: the than the actual golf. I'm not, I don't need to watch NFL football players playing golf. It's more fun when there's a pro golfer out there playing with like when Brady's with Mickelson. Okay, that's fun. See how that's gonna go. Right. But do I want to watch Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes being mic'd up and quadruple bogeying a hole? No. Not this, is not either, this is not fun. This is not fun. I don't, I don't have any interest in this. This is not, I don't like Mickey mouse shit. This is Mickey mouse. Like this is not competitive. This is not competition. This is not interesting. This is not compelling. This is uh, made no. for TV, manufacturing eyeballs action, but, but give me a golfer. G- give me, give me someone playing sports. This is like watching, you know, Tiger Woods play football. I don't want to watch Tiger Woods play football. I got no interest in watching Tiger Woods play football. Like, I want to watch Tiger Woods play golf. I don't want to watch Tiger Woods play football. I don't uh, want to yeah. watch Mahomes play golf. I don't care if he's any good. I don't care if he's halfway decent. It's still he's still not going to be good at the sport, like at that type of level. He's going to yeah. shank. He's going to have missed five foot putts. Nah, I'm not. I, yeah. yeah. This ain't for me. That ain't for me. <laughs> and I'm a target market. Who's it for? It's for golf fans. It's it's for golfers. golf fans aren't going to watch that people who like golf and football. It's for, you know, it's for people who like to watch football, I guess that's for football fans. All right. Football fans. I'm a football fan, but I ain't watching that. That's, no, that's yeah. Okay. I'll probably better because I have to uh, bucks win game one. Did you make the bet that we talked about? Did you come out of retirement for that? Bet? I
2: made as many phone calls as I could. I reached out to as many people as I could. Um, my brother, I got big pushback, big Pennsylvania pushback people on this, by the way. Um, I said, listen, you're going to have to do this. And he's like, I'm not doing that. I said, oh. please do it for me. I'll send you the money. No, nope, I'm, I'm too busy. This and that. So I'll find out today. I got to the right people. Yep. I'm going to find out today. Um, I didn't talk to them yesterday because after the Celtics game, you know, we went and we did nice. some other stuff in the neighborhood. Had a block party for Easter. Yeah, it was amazing. I saw that. Yeah, we had to take the, we had to take down the egg toss. I mean, they didn't know what they were getting into. Tried to. It was great. But uh, we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'll find out. I mean, we told everybody. I told Foxy right before the game, like, listen, go bet this minus three sixty. Do you see
0: what the series price is today? Do you see what DraftKings did to that same bet before the game started? They put the no. same thing up at 320. 320? drafts. <laughs> drafts wow. came in 40 cents cheaper with the same bet. Right. But it's funny though, because I, I talked about it on the juice and I and I got a lot of pushback from people. They were like, I'm not laying minus 320. And I'm like, You're the same people that were betting against Mayweather all year his, his whole career. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Like if it cashes who cares what the juice is if it's a i mean the only reason the only bet you had to worry about the only thing was game 1 and that's why i brought it up because the bulls had a lead in the fourth quarter i mean it was, oh, it was a hell of a sweat it was like whoa wait a minute yeah uh, i mean that was that would be the whole thing i was thinking to myself like shoot if you've got a huge bet on this like this is not fun at the moment but then yeah. they win the game they come back and do what they're supposed to do and the series is over the bulls are not winning that series it's over so like you know it's just a matter of time until you cash the ticket. Like it's I was like, guys, like you're going to win this bet. Okay. Bulls are not winning game one and bulls are not winning the series. Bulls lost game one. They're not winning the series. Minus 360. So you put up a 360 to win a hundred.
2: If I told you that if you gave me $360, and in eight days, I would give you $460. You wouldn't ask me any questions. Just do it. You'd be like, wait a second. I get to earn, what is 100 of 360? Is that it, a third? It's like,
0: it's, like, basically, it's like a 25% return. Just, just, just go off 400. it just a okay. 20, 20%, 25% return. Yeah. In eight days.
2: What in the world investment would you not do? You wouldn't ask any questions. Am I going to go to jail would be the first question I would ask you. <laughs> Am I going to go to jail? No. All right, here's the money. I'll see, you in a, I'll see you in 10 days. Right. You know, just no problem. So now, I mean, if you really wanted to, you know, do it for the math people, you laid 360. The series price on FanDuel, you could take the Bulls at 13 to 1. So you've laid 360 to win 100. $20 times 13 is 260, right? So you could get all of your money back with a $30 bet to hedge the other way if you needed to for wow. your peace of mind. Yep. Okay. So now what? Like you're gonna tell me you have no risk. Right. Now you Don't can't sweat, lose no the 360. Risk. Right. You know, and if you really wanted to, really start to root for the Bulls or think, "Oh boy, they can win the series," that's fifty bucks on it, right? And it net yourself money. fifty dollars, yeah. or fifty times thirteen is five six fifty, right? Mm-hmm. You doubled your money <laughs> if the Bulls win. I don't it, I, it, it ain't it, hard when you just no. do
0: the math. It's a math problem. I was telling people, uh, I mean, I was online on on our Discord channel. I'm like, guys, you should make make this play. And they were just like, I'm not laying 360 juice. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to. But I'm telling you, like, the only way this bet doesn't cash is if the Bulls win game one. The Bulls didn't win game one. They played well. Bulls didn't win game one. Bucks are not losing that series. (laughs) I mean, it's just not happening. So, Was that the Bulls' best shot of winning a game? 100%. That was like, I'm not even
2: worried. Like the bulls could win a game in Chicago, but like, I don't feel like it's like the other series where like Toronto is going to give Philly everything they can handle in three and four up there. Mm -hmm. Um, The other games. um, I mean, Dallas is at home. Minnesota is going to be tough for Memphis. Mm. Um, You know, Denver, even if they get smoked tonight, they're going to be live to win game three. Like, I think the Bulls are going to have to have everything really go right for them and Milwaukee to play a really bad game
0: to actually win a game. And, in and a they probably will have one of those. I mean, every series generally has that one game where the, the team up or the favorite lays an egg. But we don't need a sweep. You just need four wins. In what order does it matter? <laughs> exactly just winning four games and they win the series even if it goes to a game seven and if it goes to a game seven you can hedge off of that if you want as well you can have another hedge opportunity to jump in if it would go to a game seven so like i don't know it, it was it was a strange it was a strange way of arguing with people like i was just like it was a nice look it was the first time I ever i i never i always say i never recommend bets over like minus 180 190. Right. i always say look i never want to lay that type of juice but i was like this is the one time where and i gave you all the, i was like dave identified this and dave's absolutely right with what he's found with this this doesn't make any sense it's minus 550 on the money line for the bulls to lose game one and the bucks to win game one the serious price is minus 1100 how is this bet 360 it doesn't make any sense no so take it and run with it and you know your money's gonna get tied up for a little while but you know, you're going to get your money, you're going to pull your money out. you got a bankroll big enough. It's worth throwing 360 down on it and let it, letting it roll and then get a hundred bucks back whenever the series is over, which is probably in eight to 10 days. Yeah. Seriously over. It would be sooner if the NBA would schedule them. true. like right. Yes, right. <laughs> probably four or <laughs> five games. Yes. You
2: would have got a real nice return on a real short amount of time. You could have told all your friends that you did it. Um, it's it, again, it doesn't have to be. The search for value is, I'm hearing that a lot in the content space. It doesn't have to be just on the dog. If you lay 360 on something that is today minus 3000, it's good value. You have all the value in the world. You beat the book. You might get put on the CLV list for, wait a second, who bet this you got minus 360. You can brag for the rest of your life that you laid 360 on a bet that's minus 3,000. And if the Bucs win game two, we'll be oh. off the board. Dude, wow. You don't put – how much higher can you make a series price? We used to say this in a book. Like 30 to 1 favorite is gigantic for anything. Fights, yeah, football games, anything. It's off the board. If the Bucs win game 2, you don't put up 50 to 1, you just take it off because you don't take a bet. So, you've you've beaten the book at their game and you don't want to lay 360. Okay. I know that there's a guys that I like to call the bad guys or the ghosts. They're doing it in droves. They can't wait to lay 360 on something that they know is going to be 3,000 of course in
0: 24 hours. But that's what happens I think with the public betting or public better is that they like to see the result of it meaning like in retrospect oftentimes this is what like gambling twitter always does we're always looking at things in retrospect what had happened like 14 and 0 22 and 0 oh my gosh you're looking at it going can you believe that favorites went 22 and 0 over a 3 day period in the NHL yeah. where the professionals going yeah no shit i went 17 and 0 like, like the the pro is saying what I did. The public is saying what could have been done, and that's the difference. I think when it comes into being on the side of actually recognizing the opportunity and taking the opportunity versus going, I wish I did because the bet turns into something because they've been burned before. They don't want to be burned again. Oh yeah, says I want to keep on firing because I see the value. I I like the bet's the right play to make even if I lose. I made the right bet.
2: That's, that's, we've talked about it. We've said it on the show, whether this bet wins or loses, it's a good bet. Yes. And the public or the newbie or whatever you want to call it. Sometimes the results oriented person can't get over that. Right. And they get burned. Like you said, once you touch that hot stove and it's like, damn it, that, that hurt. I'm not going to do that again. When you know, if you touch it again, you might, really get a tasty whatever meal out yeah, of it. Right. You're going to keep doing it, especially if you're putting yourself in the right position. In the book the same thing. Like, yes, the bulls could have won yesterday and that would have turned off a lot of people from doing that. Like the biggest bet I ever made in my life was that Mayweather McGregor fight. Mm. Laid 4 dollars I would have laid four hundred thousand to win a hundred thousand because that was the right bet to make. Would it have lost? I would have been homeless. Yes, yes, but it didn't, and that's you. We've talked about this: knowing when you have the best of it and getting the most chips in the in the middle. Poker analogy: sometimes you get rivered, but if you do it enough, the math works out. You're
0: supposed to come out ahead. Tomorrow, Suns are minus 10 against the Pelicans. What's the closing number? 13? No. Comes down. Then it comes down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Why? Let me see. Because the zigzag. The zigzag. It always comes. They always bet the opposite of what happens in the first time. Always.
0: They always bet if this the number sun. comes down. If this number gets to seven or eight. I'll be on the Suns for sure. Oh no 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 no! You ain't getting no bargains. No no no! Come on, the books aren't going to give you no bargains on the Suns right now. So what's not? I asked you. It, what's it closing? You think it's going down,
2: or it's, it's nine and a 10? half right
0: now? It's, it's already right nine now. and a half. It's already come down. Wow. Yeah.
2: It's already nine and a half, and it's going to go to nine, and then am I getting seven? No. Eight. Nine's the bottom. No. Nine's, nine's bottom. the bottom. We ain't going go below nine. Are you nuts? We can't give you numbers like that with the Suns. We'll get them in every teaser. we we'll get them in everything. Like, come on. But the Pelicans aren't winning a game. Like, I'm not going to be the in the up game. Out? Not going to be in the game. Forget winning the game. They're not going to
0: be in the game. This is.
2: Well, this is a- I mean, the Bulls were in the game until the end and covered. I. I, I Do you see Chris ch- Paul last night? Did you see Chris? Chris Paul looks un,
0: freaking believable. One of the best things that happened to him was him getting hurt. Yep, and the break between the regular season and the playoffs. That's right. That's what I mean. Like he was hurt, so
2: he's out, rested, and no rush to get back because all they did was keep winning games. So now, in a works. layup
0: opponent, in a layup first round opponent, it's is, great. Is even even better. Get his legs back, get his playoff wind back. He was unbelievable. Chris Paul was unbelievable last night. He was unbelievable. He just killed people last night. I don't know. I, I, I like my son's bet still for sons to win it all. I I, I still think that's going to, I still after watching them, I'm like, yep. Okay. Watching basketball all weekend long. Best team I saw sons.
2: been saying that for months, right? Yep. We've been all over this. Yep. Show. I but mean, but like this is, we've but been this been bet, mean, nothing changed.
0: Down. Nothing changed. I mean, the, the, that is the best team top to bottom defensively, offensively in Chris Paul. The thing that I hope we see here in the next couple of weeks the Chris Paul get a ring campaign starts. I don't know why it hasn't been there for the longest time. You know, it was Phil Mickelson to win a major, right? Everyone was cheering for him to win a major. And that was like, you know, will this player win a championship Ray Bork to win the Stanley cup? Like Chris Paul is a hall of fame basketball player with one lacking thing on his resume. And that's a ring. This is the time. This is the year. Yeah, it is.
2: Why? He robs people the wrong way, though. Like, he don't have that, like, sentiment
0: that a lot of... Have you worked with him? Never. All right, so I I, I work with him here in Vegas for, for three years. And I understand exactly what you're saying because I saw it. <laughs> He's tough, okay? He's absolutely tough. He is a very guarded person. He does not trust people all that well. But if you're on the inside and I'm not, I'm not saying I was, but I watched it when you're on the inside, people love the dude, love him. But to the outsiders. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I love him. I, I mean, I, I,
2: you can see how hard he works. You can see he makes other guys better. I mean, like when the Clippers were coming up and they were doing all that stuff and he was a big part of it. And a lot of people, he didn't get credit for it then. Nope. He goes to Phoenix and he ain't really getting credit for it now. Nope. (laughs) You know, it's, 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 it's in addition to Chris Paul instead of because of Chris Paul. Right. And I mean, Phoenix got a good basketball team, but he definitely runs the ship and. He's the calming force that's going to be, when it really pushes, comes to shove and in crunch time, he's going to probably be the reason why they win a basketball game. And maybe it'll start, maybe it
0: won't. I don't know. But, I mean, the Suns are awesome. Let's skip ahead here, Matt, just a little bit, and let's get to the Kershaw conversation. So Clayton Kershaw is back on the mound here against the Braves tonight, last game of the day. So Kershaw gets pulled. Had a perfect game going in his last time, through seven, 13 Ks, gets yanked. Mm-hmm. So there is a theory that you bet against a pitcher who has thrown a no-hitter, mm-hmm. oftentimes because the pitcher has gone and thrown too many innings, or too many pitches, rather, in- mm-hmm. and has, has gone nine innings. Kershaw went seven through 80 pitches. Mm-hmm. Does he pick right off where he left off here? Atlanta losing last night. I tell you, I had the Padres. Padres weren't losing on Easter, by the way. Come on now! Can't <laughs> bet against the Padres on Easter. Of course they were winning August. that game yesterday. Of course they were winning that yesterday, two to one. They win that game against the Braves. So the Braves now go to go up the highway there to L. A. What do you do with Kershaw tonight on the mound?
2: Uh, I think I'd be more apt to bet over if I was to want to fade him, but that requires Atlanta getting hits and, and scoring runs. Beheading. Atlanta's which, offenses. Mm-mm. I think we got to be cautious. And again, it's early in the season, but teams going through San Diego and then having to go play LA or vice versa, going to the Dodgers and having to go to San Diego, it's going to be a rough trip. It's going to be a rough, like your bats are good. If you're hot going in or you're not, you're going to go there and get worse. Like there's (laughs) no one's getting there and getting fat and getting scoring runs. Right. So like, I don't want to bet over the game like to fade Kershaw because I got them coming off a really rough series, scoring low, low runs in multiple games against the Padres. Uh, it's 210. Like, is that,
0: is that too much? It's expensive, but I think the Braves, they're saying there's no hangover, no hangover, but I think there are far. I said bet they're under win total for this year. I don't think they're nearly as good as last year. And I think last year was a bit of an overachievement as well.
2: Hey, they weren't that good early last year no. either. And then. Got hot. He got hurt. You know, they lose um, Acuna. Right. And they get better. Yeah. Strangely enough. So, again, not putting too much stock in the results head to head, all this other stuff in April. As far as baseball, put it this way. I'll be watching the Golden State basketball game, but I will have an eye on this one. Um, Nerfy, no. Right? First inning would bet no. I'd be more apt to bet no in this one than yes. Mm. And two, maybe go first five Dodgers. Maybe, maybe, because... Kershaw's still going to be on a strict pitch count. He had a perfect game going, and they tapped him out at eighty pitches. What's he going to do tonight? Eighty-five? Like you know how these things go? Oh yeah. You know he took one for the team. He took one for the upstairs people. Like hey, I I understand we're trying to win a championship. I may never have a shot to win, and you know throw another perfect game, but that's okay. Let's go, team. Here we go. He's throwing eighty-five pitches. I don't, want, I don't want to lay 210 on a guy that's going maybe throwing 85 pitches.
0: That's what, I'm, that's what I'm nervous about. Props.com story of the day is a pretty big one on the NBA props going tonight. And I want to run, before we get to the bet prep prop of the day, I want to run a question by you. So, Tyrese Maxi assists tonight against Toronto. The mm. number's three and a half. Mm-hmm. The under is minus 130. The over is minus 105 on this. Maxi is averaging 4.4 assists per 36 minutes of action. Since Harden has come in, his numbers have come down, but he still has come in with four assists over his last five. Uh, sorry, four assists in five of his past nine games. So that, that's worded a little strangely. But what do I Maxi's been moving the basketball? And because he was so effective scoring in the first game could you see him be more of a passer tonight Mm-mm. for the sixers no okay no um my
2: thought is this and i'll be able to watch this game from beginning to end in full which i didn't really get a chance to do with game one plus it got boring like once it gets to be a blowout i just yeah. lose interest in the playoffs I, I, all i need to see is what i need to see once a game goes over the totals decided or it's way under and the margin of victory is decided. I stop, watch, I move on to something else. There's too many other things, too many other options for I'm sports fair. fans and betting fans. Yeah. Um, I think what I've seen from Maxi is he is the finisher rather than the facilitator. He's the he's when he gets the ball, he's looking to score, looking to take it to the hoop, not really looking to kick it out or make that other pass. So, and it's strange, but it's not because Harden's okay with it. So it's fine. He doesn't have to feed him the ball. And they kind of run the offense through beat. so if it comes back to Maxie, he doesn't have to give it back. It's, it's give it to him to get to the result. So, no, I wouldn't. I mean, would you look to to, to change it now? I,
0: I would not. Uh, I don't know what to make of Maxie props because I still think we're not fully – Firm with what his role will be in the postseason every night. Right. So points or assists, I would lean away. I would stay away from Maxi. Okay. I just, don't, I just don't know what he's going to do. So, hmm. I mean, Harden had 14 assists in Game One. Maxi had two. So it's like, I don't know. Three and a half, juicing it to the under minus 130 is a little bit of a tell, I think, from a book perspective as to what they're anticipating. Given he only had two. So if he had four in game one and then juiced it to the under, uh, I don't know. To to, to me, I think I'm staying away from maxi props. I'm staying away from all Philly props until I fully have an idea as to what they're going to look like in the postseason personally. Right. So I just, uh, it's not something I'm going to look to do personally. Uh, Prop bet of the day from our friends at betprep.com. We're going a little OG. Anobi. Raptors. Over 16 and a half points. Now, this has a lot to do with the injuries that are currently being dealt with by the Toronto Raptors. And for that reason, I don't really hate it. So OG has crushed his numbers with Barnes out of the lineup. He went mm-hmm. six for six without Barnes in, mm-hmm. in terms of point totals, averaging 17.1 points per game, fourteen point four five shots per game without Barnes in the lineup. Numbers have jumped to 26 points per game and 20 shots per game. No Barnes, big OG night over 16 and a half points. Betting on or booking it,
2: Marantzie. If you're watching, listen to the show along with all the other Raptor fans, Matt is making your day. Um, I like this. OG's been great when he needs to be. Yep. He's taken on the added role of being the scorer a lot of times. For the Raptors. So, and again, between him and Cam, they've been telling me about this guy along with a couple other guys uh, for the Raptors. I would not be looking to play this thing under. I think he gets this whether they win or lose. I would agree. Because someone's got to score. <laughs> like, Somebody's got to score. Somebody has got put the ball in the basket. It's him and Siakam. Yep. I mean, it. it they are the first and second options. Mm-hmm. Whether they're down 10, whether they're up 10, they're going to keep giving them the ball. I think a lot of times these props, especially these points, scored ones, right? We've seen this. If the game becomes a certain way, meaning a blowout, you can't get there. Mm. I don't think you got to worry about with this that with this. I think he's going to get there with enough time or be in, even if it's a... 12, 15 point game. He's going to be in for the majority of the time. I think getting enough minutes, getting enough opportunities is what all you can
0: ask for. When you bet a guy over point scoring prop shots, that's it. I think we're good. I mean, you, you like this too. Oh yeah. The numbers are crazy. 24, 24, 25, 26, 21, 36 are the points scored without Barnes in the lineup for OG. I mean, it's, (laughs) I and mean, it's just like, it's not just going over. It's going way over. Like, his shots are 14, 23, 20, 16, 20, 27 without him in the lineup. Now, oh, they have see. not played without Scotty Barnes since the 25th of January. It's been a while. But when he's out, the, you, can, you can see what Nick Nurse does. The offense then slides, and OG gets tons right. of opportunities. Right. So, so, yeah. Yeah, I like okay. this. Oh we know Barnes is out, right? Yep.
2: Yeah. So. Huh. Yes. See, so this is going. a number that's not adjusted because Barnes is out. This is just taking his average points and throwing it in there. Mm-hmm. And fair. you can pick off these props um, at certain places. I mean, you can only do it for so long, and then they throw you out or limit right. your bets, but you can find these opportunities. This is a good one.
0: All right. Time now for better to book it. Let's and go. we talked about this game a little bit already, but Dallas and Utah – the Number is 205 and a half here, open at 203 and a half. Still betting under, not going to stop this. I'm still betting under. Betting or booking Dallas and Utah another slugfest, ugly basketball game. This is the lowest point total of the season for both teams, by the way. Wow, betting or booking it. Wow,
2: yes. We ride this one until she bucks us. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we, just, we, there's no, I'm agreement.
0: not going to go over now. Right. You just not even, you, you can't. No. At home, the Dallas Mavericks are 30 11 in one to the under. Against the Western Conference, Dallas is 32 20 in one to the under.
2: 32
0: 21. Yeah. Games don't just, I mean, they're just, they're an under train. Utah on the road 25 16 and 1 to the under. And all 3 games played at Dallas have gone under for Utah and Dallas this season. Have gone under 205 and a half? Um, let me double check here. Okay. So uh let's see with Utah at home 216 it was 214. Okay. The first game. This is with Luka though. Okay. And 216 went under 214 in both games before game one. 214 points were scored. Yeah. Okay. Under, uh, the number was 216 in both those games. And then yesterday was 208 and it went under by 16 points. Or two game or game one was. Is this an over adjustment? Should we actually consider over? I did. At 203 and a half, I did consider it until I started to look at pace of play and both these teams are playing so incredibly slowly. <laughs> Dallas Dallas right? would walk crawl the ball up the court if yep. they could right. And now. So I don't think you can get involved with an over because I think yes, <sighs> both teams missed a lot of shots, but Dallas to me it's the way the game they want the game played below 100 points. They don't they don't want this game played over 100. And without Luka, just can't do it.
2: Yeah, I don't this is that point where you go, okay? Have you got me? Is it is it is it is it time to switch? Is it yep.
0: time to bet over? I will uh, bet over in game three when they play at Utah because all both games at Utah went over, so I will bet over when they get to Utah. But tonight, I don't see it. I I, I don't see more. You will offense. bet over if this game stays under two hundred again. Yes, I will. I bet over. And they make this total 202 and a half. I would bet over 100%. 214 went over by 22 points in the first matchup. In the second matchup at, uh, let's see, in the second matchup. Where's the second one? When Utah was on the road. Uh, um, da, 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 da. Although I only played three times. They didn't play that fourth time yeah so three times but the the one time that they did play there it went way went way over by twenty two points yes I'll bet over hundred percent if
2: Utah. this goes if there's if this goes over tonight will you bet
0: over in game three um oh both games went over by is that both of them or something yes i if if this game goes over i'll bet over again I'll bet over when You're they betting go over home. whether it goes over or under tonight yeah Oh, there it is. Sorry. It was, uh, it went over by, it was two sixteen and a half. and a half went over by six and a half points. So first game at Utah over by 21, second game over by six and a half. Mm. Okay. Under tonight over
2: game three. Under tonight over game three. I, I, yeah, I feel better about betting under than I do over tonight.
0: Okay. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll bet that. These are bets that you're not going to like, but I move the number. Okay. Warriors Sixers took seven, pulled it down. Four point teaser is a minus one ten bet. You did a NBA basketball teaser. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Warriors minus three, Sixers minus three. Four point teaser minus one ten. Betting it or booking it.
2: Oh. The hell's wrong
0: with you? I think the seven's a stopping number. It is. That's why I think both teams win. Just not positive both teams are covering the seven.
2: Numbers are tight. We've talked about this before. These are
0: as good a numbers as you're going to get in the NBA, sidewise. Totals. Right. So then, even, then moving you know, two, moving, but them. like right. And so then moving them makes sense. It's like the NFL. You can move the number. Give yourself a little bit of a cushion. You can do a five point teaser for minus one thirty, but don't do that. Four point teaser is minus one ten. Yeah, I don't do that.
2: Um, all right.
0: For everybody watching, listening, <laughs> so it's Cal not DJ, that bad of a bet. So Cal what? DJ says you need to have an empty. You need to save me for myself with an intervention. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm gonna book it. I mean' I, I, okay, I, 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 it's I'm fine. I'm gonna book I'm not it. saying it's a great bet. I'm just saying it's a situational. I don't th- this is the the second teaser I've played all year in the NBA. I hit that one too, by the way. This is on my, this is on my second teaser I've ever bet on the in the NBA. I don't do this often, but <laughs> SoCal typed it in all caps too, yes. which is even better. Stayed so
1: funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but look. I'm not saying it's a smart bet, okay, but I'm just saying that I think the Warriors could win the game by six, and then you're stunned. And then you're, I'm going one in one. Which which one? So for you to come up with this bet, and like yep. I've
2: talked to you a, a lot at night, like yep. while you're coming up with this, or either right before, or right after you do the juice. Which one of these two made you go? You know what? I feel better about doing a teaser. Like which one did you need to tease to make?
0: Like, was it the Warriors or were the, both the of them. Sixers? Both of them. I'm concerned about both of them. They both have backdoor written all over it. They both wow. okay. I think war NTP was saying one of you just to, to, to do a Warriors and 76ers money line parlay if you want, right? But then you're paying juice. It's it's more heavy juice to do that. So I think it was minus 130, minus 140 to do that.
2: Was it? Okay, you yeah. always got to do the money line parlay versus I went, the look, teaser price. I, I went and looked at it and I was like, okay, was this look at the money? Because it was like, is it worth it to do that? And just get the win because if the Sixers win by two, you're going to be even more aggravated. Right.
0: But I'd rather not. I'd rather do my <laughs> minus one ten. I'd rather get the you know let let's try to get more of a profit out of this. Okay. Because there is a chance that both the Sixers and the Warriors blow the living daylights out of the team they're playing. So this is only being done for a game two. This is game one. I wouldn't so, do this, but game two is always that inflection point in the series where you get a chance to see what the opposition has. Like if Denver gets killed tonight, the series is over. Denver wins tonight, we got a series. Toronto gets killed tonight, series over. Toronto wins or plays it tight tonight, Toronto's live. So, like, I don't think so, but sometimes you remove Scotty Barnes and everyone rallies, and all of a sudden Toronto's, like the Bulls were, up by one in the fourth quarter. And I'm going, oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) Seriously, what the heck's going on here with Philadelphia? So Roger brought up a good point in the chat. Did it occur to you to possibly tease up? And I did. And I looked at it the same thing, but a four point teaser going up to 11 and getting plus 11. I was like, you know what? I don't know because I feel more comfortable personally, because like I just said, both the warriors and the nuggets could both blow these teams out. I thought about teasing the warriors down to three and the Raptors up to 11. But we don't know without Scotty Barnes, we don't know what this team's going to look like. Oh. And, we, and we could see two 20-point victories tonight. It's 100% possible that both these teams get blown out. So I, I went through this whole philosophy <laughs> in my head as to what is the most likely outcome. And the most likely outcome is Warriors-Sixers winning. If that's the case, how low can I get this so I feel like it's a one possession game? I thought about taking it down to two with a five-point teaser. I was like, that juice I don't really like. I do a three-point t te- or four-point teaser, and I pull it down to three. It's a one-possession game. I'm okay, and maybe one of these push, and that's all right. But I still think I have a chance to win this on NBA. I I, I thought this out. This is not me just like throwing shit at the wall. Like I definitely looked it up down because I wanted to av- I wanted to avoid Utah and D- Dallas aside at all costs because I have no idea what's going to happen in that game. But I feel pretty good that the Warriors and Sixers win. Question is, by how much? Okay, all right. How
2: how much more? Um, so you said both. Which one? Which one gets you right now? Toronto wins outright.
0: I agree. That's the one you gotta sweat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that's, that's my fear. One, it that's Toronto. The one you Toronto winning the game outright tonight. T- Toronto is going to be a game. Toronto's not going down without a fight. Nick Nurse is a damn good coach. He'll have his guys ready. Yeah. That's the one you got to sweat. Yeah. I need Harden to just not turn the ball over. Like, just don't be stupid. (laughs) Play well, play your (laughs) thing. And then finally, Caps Avalanche, six and a half. Hockey? Over. Capitals Avalanche tonight, over six and a half.
2: How do you not have a favorite today in anything in hockey? Like how you couldn't have picked a favorite and just go bet it or book it? Absolutely, I'm going
0: to bet it with you. No, because I know the seed change is coming. Today could be the day where dogs win out, win everything. The books aren't stupid; they're going to adjust this. They're going to be ready today. Public's coming in with a with both barrels on overs. These are the days I stay away. I don't want any part of this. Yeah, so you just bet over in a hockey game, by the way. But I bet all over all year. That's okay, nothing new bet- betting over in a hockey game is nothing new.
2: All right. Yep.
0: Um I'll book it. Okay. Let's do that. farah's is saying his, internet, his internet's about to die. So yeah. we gotta, we gotta we go. Gotta, keep, we gotta wrap it up. We, we gotta wrap. I don't know why. Uh so let's go to favorite thing about today, real quick.
2: Um my favorite thing about today is I get to recap what we did yesterday. Um after watching the Celtics game, we had a community party and middle Kinsig and I won the egg toss, and then our new neighbors. Um, brought out a karaoke machine and broke out karaoke. And I made my exit because I was exhausted and I had to come home (laughs) and I had to visit the facilities. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going back. But what ultimately happened was little can say Kendall apparently got on the mic and went up. She didn't sing.
0: She told jokes. Wow in front of a crowd stand up comic in your future
2: stand up comic she went up and told some jokes we've told some of the dad jokes on here she told a couple of jokes and then someone said tell us another joke do you like doing stand-up she goes nah i'd rather sit down (laughs) that's awesome and walked (laughs) off that was she walked it off wow that was her walk off and i was like she told me. so Timing. The timing was like. Timing. Jessica said, she's you. How does she <laughs> have the snapback stuff all the time already? I'm like, That's she awesome. lives in this house. It's not just me. It's you too. It's right. the two teenagers. It's the back and forth. But she delivered all of it. And then we're driving to see. I told her that I would take her to see Sonic. Nice. On spring break. Well, tonight's the last night of spring. Last night was the last night of spring break. Thank God school starts tomorrow. I mean, it's been a long week. It's been fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy to see him go back to school so we can get back to the house during the day. Hmm. But we had such a good time. And she told me the story. And I was like, oh my gosh. So we went and saw the movie. She's still sleeping. I'm going to get off done doing the show. I'm going to go see if she's up yet. And I get to recap this whole thing that I missed her three-minute three, three minute stand-up routine at eight years old in front of complete strangers, listen to the kids, man. They got no fear. I love That's it. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, mine is, so I, again, we talked about Patriots Day. I didn't realize that I thought, for some reason, I thought I was going to have today off. I don't know why. Like, I thought today was going to be off. I scheduled an appointment right after the show was over. I'm like, uh-huh. I, I, okay. And then Madeline asked me, they're they're all outside in the pool. And Madeline's like, Can I do an end of spring break party? And I'm like, Yeah, that's fine. She's like, I want, she's like, When do you want to do it? I'm like, Well, you can't really do it till Monday because the weather's not going to be nice enough to really have outdoors until Monday. She's like, Okay, we're doing on Monday. I got six kids coming over here for an end of spring break party Mm -hmm. at one o'clock. And I have got to take care of these kids. I don't know where I'll be at four o'clock, except I probably will be drinking at four <laughs> o'clock afternoon. here, would be my guess. So my favorite thing about today is I have an excuse to get into my whiskey early today to go, okay, yep, that's time to break out the Elijah Craig and I can <laughs> just be like, hey, I got all the kids in here. And so, but no, I, it, it's fun. So I, you I got like, no class today. You're off school. I had to, I, I had to cancel it. Oh. I had to cancel class today. I've never canceled a class before, but I I, I can't. Po- I I had two reasons why. The other reason I I I, I have this thing that's gonna start at one thirty. It was gonna last for an hour that I've got to do, and I was like, I literally scheduled it two weeks ago. Like I just assumed today. I don't know why. I thought today I was like oh because Madeline's off, no school. Because normally UNLV schedule matches up with CCSD schedule, mm-hmm. and for some reason CCSD is off today, but UNLV is not. So neither is CSN. Okay, Kyle yeah. So that yeah. was my badge. I assumed that. And then I'm sitting there last night at like 7.30 and I'm going through. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> like, this is really bad. I've got two things I've got to do that I can't have class today. So I had, to, I had to cancel class today. But that would be um, – if, so if you see me on Twitter ranting and raving at 5 o'clock, it's because I'm halfway into the bottle.
2: Well, I've had a little if, um, if things go as planned,
0: yep, um, we might be over. Come on. You guys are more than welcome. we all be, well, we'll be here till at least five. So stop right. on by. It'd be it's a pool party with six crazy kids jumping in and out and doing you know whatever celebrating. The end. We got burgers and hot dogs and <laughs> all different things. Went on went on the Costco run. I'll be on the grill. Yeah, start, start ice cream sandwiches and all other stuff that they've got. So water balloons, which is the worst. I hate Madeline. I, I she, she got a chance to pick something out that she for 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 something she accomplished, and so we had to. I was like, "Go ahead and get whatever you want for twenty bucks." And she went and bought two hundred and sixty water balloons for the party. Add a baby. Oh no no no! Those leave a mess. They're absolutely horrible. So hey, we did yeah. an egg toss yesterday. You know what eggs that's, leave on the street? Like yeah, you're egg on the toss. street. You're, you're that, that's for the city to deal with. It's not for you to deal with. In my backyard. I got two hundred sixty balloons being thrown around. I got to deal with that crap. That's not fun. And Apparently you get yes. the dog. It's awesome. Oh, you get dog, any, dog, it's not any choke dog, on it. Uh, z- uh, plural. Yes, it's horrible. So uh, that was the only thing I was like, really? I was like, how do I say no to that? Because it's fun. I get it. It's a cool thing. But like, yeah, <laughs> not, 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 not. Bye, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow for a Tuesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book.